Fucking new titties for everybody, it's Christmas. New titties for everybody, it's Christmas indeed. If you're listening to this on the first day of release, Merry Christmas. And uh, what screams more genius than dropping a Christmas bar to introduce my podcast due to be released on Christmas Day? Jesus Christ, that is so lame. I'm going to have to redo this. I'm going to have to redo this whole introduction. Welcome, everyone. This is the first episode of From A to Z with Aziz my brand new podcast. I'm very thrilled to finally get to showcase this little personal project. And before starting, I would like to thank every single person who has helped me to get to this level, to finally get to have the chance to produce this podcast. And uh, hopefully we'll have a certain level of audience. And I hope every single one of you guys will enjoy this product. Um, I will try to set it up uh, this way. I will, for, for the foreseeable future, I would like this podcast to be commentary driven and uh, personality driven, meaning I would like to have a lot of interviews. I would like to get to showcase some of the people that have been part of my life and that have quite a few number of takes that maybe you would like, to, you would enjoy listening to. And this, is be, be, this being my first podcast, I, my first episode, I had to, you know, rub the homie a little bit and I had to get my best friend on the podcast. Serge Daniel, how are you doing, man? Yo, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. I just, before I introduce myself, I'd like to say that was a very clean introduction. Thank you. Super clean, nice and structured. You just laid out your goals. I like it, man. Very uh, objective oriented. Oriented? Orientated? Was that the word? Objective anyway. oriented, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yo, yeah, so I'm Serge, Serge, whatever, uh, however you want to pronounce it. I am his best friend and that's, yeah, that's me. I, whenever I introduce myself to anyone, <laughs> yeah, yo, I'm Aziz's best friend. Come on, man, you're, you're selling yourself short here. But uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad to have you on the podcast. And um, I, think, I think we will have a couple of things that we could speak about um, especially having you here for the first episode. So I'm going to give, if you don't mind, I'm going to give the audience a little bit of a background, uh, a little bit of background information about us. You know, this being the first episode, I don't think everybody would be aware. So uh, for the people who have not met me, uh, I'm from Tunisia. I've uh, lived in the UAE, in Abu Dhabi for from 2008 till 2016 and further uh, and after 2016 of course as I would call it my home even to this day but I've been so I've lived in Abu so I was raised in Abu Dhabi for most of my life and then I went to study uh, in England at Imperial College and it just so happened that we were not only in the same high school but we ended up going to the same university uh you graduate you graduated um well, actually, you graduated only a couple of months ago. So a couple months ago, yeah, in the con- midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Well, congrats again. You know what? Let's always, always be happy. Thank you. That. Thank you. And I can say that it was a nice graduation. I got, I got to stand in front of my computer and just have my name pop up on a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, you know, it, 
it it was pretty good, man. It's you can't compare it to the uh, Royal Albert Hall one that you yeah. got. Yeah. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I wasn't. I gained weight. I wasn't looking good. So the graduation pictures could wait a tiny bit until I get to that stage. It could wait a tiny bit. Yeah. And the <laughs> pandemic has really hit us in terms of um, uh, you know body image and stuff. So yeah, I think I think I think we've. We've avoided a catastrophe here. For in terms of personal confidence, I don't think you don't you don't look half bad. I mean, hey, almost. damn man, damn, damn. Thank you for the compliments. You know, I can always rely on you to get my confidence back up. One thing I will say though is that we keep on saying that, you know, what the pandemic hit us in terms of weight, and we might have low confidence because you know we gained weight, we might have lost muscle, uh, our routine has been kind of, you know, altered. Let's put it that way, but. Having gone through the pandemic or most of it, I mean, it's not even done yet, but like most of the beginning or all the beginning, I mean, in mm -hmm. Abu Dhabi, we were never in a, in a lockdown. It just happened that we had a curfew. So yeah. we have no one but ourselves to blame for what happened because, you know, we could have easily had gone out for a run. Maybe, you know, have gone out to the shops, which were open, I guess, I think. Yes. Yeah, they were. Well, yeah, to get sports equipment, to work out at home. So we only have ourselves to blame. We only have ourselves to blame. But you know what? Since it's 2020 and everything has been so bad already, let's just, you know, give ourselves a pat on the back for already making it through. So yeah. round of applause. Thank you. Round of applause Thank you. to Thank everyone you. listening, to us, to everyone listening, you know. We deserve you, it. It's been made, a tough year. <laughs> you made it till Christmas. You've made it till Christmas. Yeah. So that's, that's good enough. That's <laughs> this, an achievement. Yeah. In 2020, <laughs> that's something you can put on your CV. Yeah, I, I made it. I made it to the that's, end of the year. Actually, actually. And that's something I think we're going to talk about, job applications and all that. Yes. I think it's a very, very valid experience putting just 2020. Yeah. It is <laughs> exactly in qualifications 2020 that entails all the character development, all the hustle, everything that comes with it. You've, you've made it. So you have a certain level of, you know, experience now in real life, even though it doesn't oh, yeah. count as work. Definitely. I just feel like, uh, I have yet to see anyone who has had a very positive 2020. Like, well, I feel, I feel like we've all kind of, got slapped in the face somehow so bad man true true but you know what i feel like for me personally i was like i'll speak for myself like i know everyone's had a shit time and i haven't had the greatest of time but i feel like at the very least since i'm releasing this on christmas day i'm i'll, I'll be ending 2020 on a high note or it could, or maybe not. Maybe it could be a horrible note, and maybe this might be the most <laughs> disliked podcast of the year. <laughs> and we'd, I'd be, and then by the, I don't know what to do after that. Like the guys, like my mental health is on the line here. I'm really putting everything at no, stake. Come on, it doesn't but, matter. See, think end of the day, it's a personal goal that you wanted to achieve, mm -hmm. and as long as you get to do it, that's all that matters, regardless of what people say. I know that if you look at, let's say you have a review system and you look at it and everyone is slating your podcast, it's gonna hurt, man, that shit is gonna stink. But you gotta shout out all the negative ideas, man. You gotta stay positive. That's the way we gotta live life. If anything, if anything, if it works, if it works really bad, then on my CV, I'll just discuss how much courage I have. In terms of my interpersonal yeah. skills, I'll just say, look at all the courage. I put five episodes that were extremely badly received, <laughs> and I still left them on the app. Which, but by you the way, know something. 
Yeah, go oh, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, you I was, were about I was to go- it. Go ahead. Go, bro. Do all the promotion you need. No, I was going to say, so this podcast will be uh, with a bit of luck. It will be able, you'll be able to stream it on Spotify as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Now, the last one, I don't know who's going to use iHeartRadio Heart before Spotify or the other two, but you never know. Trying to, you know, maximize my range, trying to shoot from step yeah, to range here. That's exactly what you should do. Capitalize on all the market and seriously tap into all the segments. You never know, man. Maybe you've got some, I don't know, maybe you've got a lot of people that listen on iHeartRadio. Yeah, you never know. So that's why you always, I got to keep all my bases covered. Anyway, so one thing I wanted us to talk about, as this is a bit more, uh, a bit less commentary and a bit more interview uh, style, I suppose, is so you've graduated about a couple of months ago. You found a job. Congrats again. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go. And uh, I've graduated a year before and then I took a year off and now I'm back doing my master's. So mm-hmm. we, found ourselves, we, we found ourselves in very different situations, but we kind of, we feel like if you mix my situation and yours, we've kind of, we can we kind of encapsulate most of the stuff that the average university student will go through. And mm, I feel like 100%. that w- will give us, that will give us at the very least a little bit of um, a perspective on the advice we could give to for say, like, for example, like your sister, I know she's uh, in her last year of high school, Senior right. in high school right now. Yeah, my brother's a junior. So they're, you know, it's time for them to start making decisions about where they want to go to uni and everything. And so for the people that are of that age group, I feel like we could kind of give them some of that little, like older, older brother talk and mm-hmm. talk to them about our experiences and what we felt and how we felt and uh, how we feel now, given that it's behind us or part of it at least. I'm, I still have around six months before I graduate, but uh, yeah, yeah. but you've gone through most of the whole emotional maturity that you gain from college mm-hmm. or university in that case. And yeah, I agree with you. I think looking at, I mean, if we both look at each other once we started uni and we look at each other now, we can think, I mean, there's a big difference. So there's much. a huge difference. So much, yeah. unbelievable. I, I, I mean, I, I looked at, you know, because, you know, when you, you left the city um, about, uh, so you left London when? On the 25th? I think it was two, two months ago, yeah. Yeah, almost so, almost two months ago. And, um, you know, we were looking through, we were scrolling through pictures of, you know, all the memories we had in London. And I found a couple of pictures from back in the day when we just moved to London. I was like, man, we look fresh. We oh, look yeah. real. It looks fresh, we, yeah. We look, we look like real raw. Uh, oh, we looked day. energized. We looked energized. If you take a picture of the both of us post exam season after, let's say, our third or fourth year, I mean, you can see the anxiety in our eyes. You can see the stress. You can see how tired we were. I think we came into, so we got to, uh, to the UK. So, a little bit of backstory we both were in a French school where we did the French baccalaureate and we both got quite good grades. So, after that, we got accepted into the Imperial College, which, I mean, I don't mean to sound like a dickhead, but it's a pretty good school. So we got in there and we were like, you know what? We got good grades in high school. We're going to go in and we're going to fuck shit up. 
Also, am I allowed to curse? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we went in. Bro, I don't know about you. I mean, I kind of do, but for my case, man, that summer leading up to uni, I thought I was the smartest dude on earth. I thought I was going to go into uni, man, and kill it. I was like, bro, the French baccalaureate killed it. I'm going to kill it. It's super easy. How hard can it be? Oh, damn. Boy, did they have Boy, little, little did I fucking know, man. Little, little did, did I know. Um, I, bro, I remember my confidence was so high. And then, bro, since day one, I think, I think we both got the same talk from like the dean or maybe the head of the department or whatnot. Yes. yes. And you're, you're sitting in a room with like 150 people and they go like, yeah, so you were all best in your classes like at high, in high school, but now all like you're, if you're all number one in your classes, well, you're all together now and you can't all be number one. So you're amongst the best in the world. But as soon as he said that, I was two seconds away from calling my dad and saying, yo, I want to drop out. Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm not going to lie. That was a super humbling experience. My very first day I was sitting there. We're in, so your class was 150. My class was 270. And um, I getting to know people in your class, you had a more uh, mixed background of the people. For me, it was mainly um, so I think other 270 was an easy 80% split. Asian, where it's like between Indian and Pakistani and Chinese, whatever, to 20%, like it would be like mostly European. And so when I came into that room, that that big ass hall with 270 people, I'm like, oh, and, and I, bro, I, I, don't, I don't belong here. I, I do not your, belong. Your lecture hall was so scary as well. <laughs> it had like seven different entrances, 500 screens. Man, I went into the, your so room sketchy. one time. Nah, never again. Man, I swear to God. So I was, so my first day I looked at it, I was like, I do not belong. And part of it is imposter syndrome. That's the thing most people have to deal with at the middle to high level universities because you feel like, do I actually belong here? Am I, was I good enough or was it a fluke, right? For a long period of time, uh, I feel like we both felt like maybe, you know what? We aced the baccalaureate because it was a fluke. Maybe we just got lucky. Maybe we picked the right thing. Maybe we're not as smart as we think we are, which sounds kind of pretentious because it, it gives you the assumption that I think I'm smart or he does. But I, I personally don't think that, but you let other people judge. All I'm saying is when we made, for a long time at Imperial, we felt like, dude, pretty mediocre, right? <laughs> No, I think I still feel that way. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether I've graduated with good or bad grades. I personally still feel that way. I know that you kind of still feel that way a tiny bit yeah, as well. A lot, a lot, actually. And but I think one thing to clarify is that when we say smart, we're talking about like academically. Yeah, yeah. Life smart is so, a totally different thing. Yeah. We're talking about academically. Can we get good grades or not? But I think the whole imposter syndrome thing, I totally agree with you. And I think in my case, the first time it hit was I remember sitting in this class it was called biomolecular engineering. First of all, the name itself wow. scared the hell out of me. Bro, I had no fucking clue what that meant. I sat down <laughs> and this dude, so I'm just, I'm not going to go too much into details, but he started explaining something. And I, could, I can tell you, I had absolutely no idea what he was talking about. To this day, I still don't know what he was talking about. But all <laughs> I remember was seeing everyone around me taking notes, asking questions, 
and like understanding everything. And I remember sitting there and I was like, nah, no way. There's no way I'll make it yet. No, I, I don't think I'm going to make it out of this lecture hall alive. And I think that was a big chunk of our first few months at Imperial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be applied to a lot of universities because, you know, most of the times you're going to go into somewhere or someplace thinking you know stuff and thinking highly of yourself and you're going to be slapped in the face with reality. But that's not something I think we, you should be afraid of. I think that's actually something that we all needed. I want to say for two different reasons. Number one, well, it was a humbling experience and it kind of put us back in our places to kind of figure out what it is that we needed to work on. And second, I always thought that everyone around me understood, but turns out it's not the case. Most of the people around me did not understand anything that was being said by this dude. True. True. And so, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, not to cut you off or anything, but I've had a similar situation where you see, so you're in a huge hall and, uh, and this dude is writing differential equations. And for the people who didn't do math, think of differential equation as the bane of my, my life. I've actually had a couple <laughs> of nightmares about algebra and differential equations. <laughs> so, man, man I, you know what? I'll, I'll explain that later. But anyway, so imagine you're in a hall and this dude is writing differential equations at the speed of light. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I do not understand anything from what he's saying. And everybody's writing. And I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm, I'm the only dummy in this. Like, I'm, I'm in the bottom 0.03% of this class. There, it, it cannot be any other way. And then you go talk. And then I go to the student room where, you know, all the math students chill. Well, if you want to call that chilling, if, if there is such a thing as chilling for a math student. And they're all <laughs> sitting there and they're rereading their stuff. And clearly nobody got it. Some people were drawing on him. Some, some people are playing Counter-Strike. Like some people just plain gave up. I think, I think, I, th I think, dude, look, I think there was a guy who I met in my hall my first year who dropped out of Imperial. And then I think now he's got a brand selling vegan food or something like that. Like totally, like I think yeah. complete, complete 180. He was like, you know what? Maybe this is not for me. <laughs> Maybe I'm just, yeah, I'm just. Hey, listen, you know what? I respect that, man. You know, he's sticking, he's staying true to himself. And he said, hey, he doesn't want to go through that kind of stuff. We went through a lot of emotional stress from day one to day, well, to, to, till it ended. And another, you know that when you said that you felt like you were bottom 0.3%, I actually have a story where I was bottom of the class. And <laughs> again, it was one of these humbling experiences. I don't know about you, but I think all the departments have that where you have this math diagnostic test. Yes. Which Yes. Yeah. First week, right? First week, right? First week. So it's a basic math test where they test your level to see if you might need the extracurriculars or so sorry, extra courses in math. So they can put everyone on the same level. And I was like, yo, like I got a good grade in the back again, same stupid argument. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to kill it easy. I don't have to study. I don't have to do anything. I mean, most of the people did not study, but I got in there and it was horrible. It went horribly. I mean, it was horrible. And I was like, you know what? It's not going to be that bad. Two days later, everyone's texting on the group. Oh, uh, we all got good grades. I don't know. They were saying super pretentious stuff. And I checked my mail and it goes like, yeah, you need to go see your academic tutor because you didn't do well. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I probably didn't get that well, but it's fine. I go see him. He shows me my grade. 
it was a 40 on the dot, 40.0. I was like, that's fine. That wasn't that bad. But then they uploaded a histogram of the grade distribution on Blackboard, so which is like the centralized uh, student system that we use to look at it, to, to access courses and notes and all that. And I look at it and there's only one person that got 40 and that was the lowest grade. That was me. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, must, week, that must have stung me. Oh. <laughs> First week, you don't, even, you don't even know the city. You don't even know. You don't have any friends. You're just sitting there. You can't cook. I'm like, man, I don't want to take the tube. I, I miss my parents. I miss my bed. I miss my Xbox. And I have to deal with these shitty grades. Yeah, what am I even I doing? Bro, last one. I mean, I was bottom of the class. I mean, this test wasn't even important. I mean, it was just a diagnostic test. Mm. And I also talked my way out of getting extra classes i was like yo i was sick and i don't know what so it's like it's fine it's fine you don't have to you don't have to take extra classes we'll see the next one but like yeah that shit hurt (laughs) super humbling yeah yeah that felt like that felt like you know getting cheated on or a breakup or something that felt like you this completely this is like your fantasy what you thought of yourself for for the last six months you know like, or maybe three months. You've had the baccalaureate results like three months before that. For the last three months, you were riding a high. You were feeling yourself. You're like, I'm on top of the world. And as an 18-year-old, there is no better feeling than knowing you've just gone through 10 years of your life doing this whole high school bullshit and you finished it on a high note. You're like, I'm winning at life. Right? Yeah, and, you, and in your head, it's like, I am writing the next success story. Exactly. Like. Yeah. You think, you think when I'm going to, when people are going to ask me to publish my autobiography about how successful I got, this is going to be the first chapter, you know, this is going to get how I went to Imperial and I dominated. And the next thing, you know, now, once I have to write is like how I went to Imperial and I absolutely got dominated. (laughs) I got dominated for days, bro. Imperial was so, so bad, but like, you know what? I'm, but listen, I think I am very glad that we went through that kind of experience yeah, because yeah. we built emotional re- like resilience. Mm-hmm. I for and, sure. And I mean, yeah, we're talking about Imperial, so it might not be up like it, the example can't be applied to other people because it is a science uni, and okay, it might be ranked higher than most of the other unis. But in general, we're talking about the whole experience of getting to uni and not really knowing what you're doing there. And the whole living abroad, living that new life, kind of being your own person, that thing is not what people paint it out to be. People, mm-hmm. people say that, yeah, it's a linear experience where you do high school, you get good grades, you go to a good college, you get good grades, you get a good job, you get good money, you retire, and that's it. But it's not linear at all, at all. Yeah. That's, I'm, 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 I'm really, really happy you brought that up because that is one of the things I absolutely wanted to go, uh, to go through with you on this first episode. For the, for the people listening who are getting started at university or are about to start university or are having any kind of anxiety about their future prospects, one thing that we have fortunately or unfortunately, depending on the situation, realized uh, that not necessarily this year, but in the, mo- in the last two years, I would say, is that there's really no such thing as linearity in life because it, what he, the scenario he, he explained 
it only works for 0.1% of the people, right? It's only about 0.1% of the people who have the mix of luck, gill, intelligence, connections to make it so to transition so seamlessly ever, at every single step of their life. Whereas for most of the time, it's not the case for most of us, right? I know, for example, I did, I, I back in high school, I never thought I was going to do uh, a year, a gap year, right? And I did not, because also at back in the day in high school, I did not think mental health was such a thing, right? I mean, at 20, at, in, in Abu Dhabi, being brought up in Abu Dhabi in the French high school at 16, 17, 18, back in the day, what is your biggest problem in life? Seriously. What, 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 what could be for, for us? I'm not saying- Yeah, I, I think, yeah, mental health was never something we ever talked about or even considered. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, I, have, I, have, I don't, I think I've discovered the word anxiety like three years ago, man, to be honest. I didn't, I, I never used the word anxiety back in high school. I never- yeah, but, but then again, anxious. I feel like we only started to connect with our feelings only recently and kind of, you know, accept what it is that we're feeling and accept the fact that, oh, I mean, for, first of all, like accept defeat, accept sadness, accept that we're going through something and that we need to get over it. That's something we only got to learn these last few years. And I think that's something we actually talked about. I think was it our third year or maybe second year of uni. Whoa. So that was still, there was, there was this whole period of between high school and maybe the end of your first year to second year when you actually kind of transition into getting that emotional maturity that I was talking about before. But before we got, get into that, you know, the whole thing you were talking about linearity and it only happens to like 0.1% of people. That's because that's the only, we only hear about these people. You only exactly. hear about the, the Elon Musk that went to uni, started his own company, then made, made billions to that or Mark Zuckerberg that dropped out of Harvard, mm -hmm. you know, that Facebook made millions. But life doesn't always work like that. And that's something that I feel we would have benefited from a lot should we have had that mentality before getting into university. Mm -hmm. you're, you're absolutely right. You, we were conditioned in some sort of way to feel like there's only one path to success in life. And if anything, anything that is not part of that path will be considered as abject failure. Even though now you realize that it's so not the case. It was absolutely such not, a yeah. dumb take of, about life. Like that was such an uneducated guess that we had. But at, I feel like at its core, listen, we went to uni, we wanted to achieve something we want to do something and every single student should have that mindset the problem is sometimes we, you get lost in that vision as a kid because you didn't have enough perspective and mm -hmm. as the bigger brothers you know that we are actually like literally and also figuratively speaking in this podcast we're trying to tell you that now that we have a bit more perspective than we used to have i'm here to tell you one thing you only become a university student past your second year. On your first year, you're still a high school student. Oh, yeah. you, don't know, you, don't know, you don't know what life is about. You haven't, you just faced a little bit of adversity. And it's only that summer between the first and second year where you kind of look back once you have your grades and you're like, okay, this is what I did right. This is what I did wrong. I clearly was not ready mentally. I was not ready emotionally. I was not ready maybe intellectually. I don't know. And uh, you have to face a reality check at that point. And that's really when you transition into a university student, which implies that you're starting to transition into an adult. A young adult. A young adult. A young adult, of course. Yeah. 
That's I I want to say that it's actually until mid to end of second year, because if you think about it, finishing your first year is just an extension of finishing your final exams at high school. Because yes. what happens is you ride that high, you hit a low, but then you get that high again once you say, oh, I finished my first year. But you don't know that you've got three more of them coming up. And that that whole, you know, acting like a high school student, kind of neglecting your responsibilities and neglecting your feelings really kicks in only when you reach like the mid of the second year, which is supposedly the hardest for most of the students. And once you reach that stage, you can, that's when you start making this distinction between who you were and who you are now. And that's when you truly become yourself mm -hmm. and who you want to be in life. University is really the time where I feel most people should really use a lot of their free time to find out more about themselves, figure out who 100%. they want to be. Exactly. This is it. Like figure out who you were, figure out who you want to be, figure out how to get there and then start working to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's that you do that at university. You can't really do that at high school, except you like, if you're, if you can manage to do that during high school, then congrats, you're going to reach the Forbes 30 under 30. And you are a very, you're a very talented, bright individual, but yeah, kudos to you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like respect, but for the most people, it will not be the case and you will have to use those three, four years of university to finally discover who you are because back in high school, it's all about the hard mind. It's all about the hive mind. You will follow a certain pack of people, of friends. You guys will have the same, you guys will follow the same trends. You guys will listen to the same shit. You guys will dress the same. And it's only once you blossom into and the only it's only once you make it to university that you will blossom into your own individual and you will get to know and that is for example we've seen so many people um just overnight change like from, from yeah. our high school i'm like i did not expect this guy to start singing i did not expect this guy to start dressing like that or be this open oh my god this girl was super shy and now she's super outspoken and everything you don't see that coming but maybe because they didn't feel that comfortable and they didn't have, did not have the level of maturity required to embrace who they actually are. And they've had the time to do that at university and they became who they are. And yeah, and that's the, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just wanted to say, and, and that is part of the university experience. And that is the part that, for example, if I were to add, to tell someone like my brother or some just someone who wanted to ask about my experience at university and he was like what and he would ask me what is one of the biggest takeaways from university i was like don't get it lost on you that you have to figure out who you are more than anything else during those four years that you have to achieve a certain level of character development in the next coming years because that might hold that might be more important over the course of your life than your actual degree oh yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent the thing is so people are kind of too convinced by the idea that you know high school ends you need to stay in contact with these people you need to kind of extend the longevity of this life you had in high school but the beautiful thing about high school is that you know it ends there and after that once you get to uni you kind of start fresh and you know, to all these people that were not comfortable being 
truly themselves in high school is because, you know, most of the time when you're in high school, you're kind of conditioned to act a certain way because you've been there for so long. So you're kind of in this little bubble with, you know, boundaries that have been set because of the fact that you've been there for so long. But once you leave that bubble and you go into a new city and you get this new life, new friends, new everything, you actually start having the possibility to make choices for yourself. Because that's something you remember we talked about is that in high school, you have a select amount of people in front of you that you've known for so long. So you can't really make the choice to be friends with them or not because, you know, you've been friends for so long. So that's how it is. You know, we'll just keep it going. Once you get to high school or to uni or just beyond high school, once you move somewhere else or you start having this kind of new, new, fresh life, we'll say, you start choosing what it is you want to do. You start choosing who it is you want to see how it is you want to dress, how it is you want to be. And that's when you truly start becoming yourself, you know, having the whole, becoming yourself and having that character development. And honestly, it's beautiful to see because you, we, you said it yourself. We can look at people in high school that were with us in high school and you look at them now and you're like, wow, I did not see that coming. Absolutely. You, but you're kind of shocked, but at the same time, you're like, honestly i'm happy for them if if only if yeah. only we had the if only we had the emotional maturity back then to be able to embrace who we thought we were back in the day and showcase it to the world and i feel like if people all if everyone had that same level of maturity everyone would have been accepting of each other but you know high school oh, yeah. but high school is what it is it is high school and everyone's going to be a kid and uh that is part that is one of the reasons why it's best left behind and that is the reason why it's one of those memories that you will the longer you go in life the more you're going to look back and say those were the good times in the sense that those were the innocent times but that's just about it innocent times that's exactly but that's just about it like you don't you don't really wish you could actually go back to that to those times agreed oh no not at all i feel like the life we've built for ourselves ourselves now is way better because it is catered to what we want and what we need and what we believe is best for us to develop in the best way possible. Because I, I don't know about you, but my optic in life is that I want to surround myself with people and I want to do things that I know will impact my personal growth in a positive way. Um, what, what, it doesn't matter how it is, whether it's with work, whether it's with uh, studying, whether it's with achieving goals, you always want to surround yourself with people that you know are going to uplift you and push you upwards. And, and maybe, you know, going back to that kind of high school life would not be the best thing because, you know, you, like I said, you were conditioned to be friends with these people because of the fact that you were together for so long in a certain environment. But maybe that's not the best thing for you in terms of personality and they don't basically that doesn't align with your ambitions and your personal growth. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Well, you know, that was great that we could uh, talk, discuss this. The other part I wanted, I wanted to ask you about was, so you open, you start talking about the whole linearity of, um, you know, the process, right. Of going from high school to university, mm -hmm. to jobs, to like, you know, transitioning into this, to a new stage in life every single time. And I mean, you have, you have, you found a job, you got a job that you like, congrats again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank we you. We have to do it three times at the very <laughs> least. And uh, I wanted, I, at least I wanted you to take the audience through what some of the myths of uh, graduate jobs 
are like w- w- in the sense that uh, how difficult is it? Is it uh, is it is it warranted to be that stressed as a kid? How much did it impact your mental health trying to find those jobs? And how much effort, how much advice would you give to someone who is going through what you went through back in the day? I know for a fact you dealt with quite a level of anxiety in your last mm-hmm. two years trying to find a job. And you thought if you didn't find an internship, that was, was going to be the end of the world and everything. So take me through that process take the audience through that process and tell us what some of the things you wish you could have done a different, a different way. Mm-hmm. So essentially, once you get to Imperial, first of all, you kind of have that built in. I, I don't know how you want to say it, but this kind of path that everyone or that you think everyone is supposed to be taking. So the way it goes is you get there your first year, you're expected to do a spring week with a firm in the second year. And then that spring week gets extended to a summer internship in your third year. And then you secure the job in your fourth. So you kind of have that path that's already been drawn for you. And everyone is trying to get the same thing. And that's what they tell. They don't really tell you, but that's what you feel like you should be doing. I think the first thing I want to say in terms of jobs, and that's something my dad's told me, is that number one, your first job after college will not be the, the doesn't necessarily have to be your dream job. So if you think you're sitting there and thinking, damn, I don't know what I want to do and I don't want to end up working in something that I don't like, well, it doesn't matter because your first job will never, well, will rarely be something you love doing. But that's part of how life is. He calls it the five-year military service of business or something like that, which means that until you find out what it is you want, you need to go through stuff that maybe you will or will not like. But that's part of the whole character development because step by step, you start refining your interests. It's like going through uni from your first or your fourth year, you start taking courses and then you start refining those and choosing your specialty and what you want to specialize in. And it's the same thing with working. So my first tip would be, you don't have to be nervous about getting that first dream job. That's one. Number two, you don't need to compare yourself to what other people are, are getting. Because I remember that most of my time, and I don't know about you, but was sitting there hearing stories about my other like classmates going like, oh yeah, I got X job and X firm. I got that and that. And it's usually big name stuff. And you're sitting there like, damn, how did they do it? Like, I wish I could get that. And then you start building that image in your head that you need to get that in order to, to be, I don't want to say considered as successful, but to be successful in your own eyes, to kind of feel like you've achieved something. You feel like you, and, you feel like you failed if you didn't get to that. Yeah, exactly. And that's my second tip. It's just not, don't compare yourself for different reasons. I, in my case, my first year, I didn't get anything. I mean, I didn't, I didn't apply for anything because it was my first year. I wanted to have fun in the summer. My second year, I tried applying to spring weeks and I had no idea what I was doing. I followed the masses and just tried to apply blindly to everything and everywhere without having any concrete, uh, concrete interest or without even trying to do my research. And I got rejected from everywhere and I didn't get anything that second year. So I was like, you know what? I'll try to get something my third year. But going into my third year, I had this super like heavy weight on my shoulders going like, if you don't get something, you're not going to get a job. So you need to get an internship. And then third year was horrible because I was also applying to everywhere and you're also competing with everyone. 
and they're all doing the same thing and they're all getting interviews and you're not, you're getting rejections and you're there like, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything this summer. And it just feels horrible because it just builds up that anxiety and you start thinking that, oh, wow, what I'm doing is wrong and I'm never going to get a job. And this is it for me. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to struggle until the day I die, which is, I mean, kind of exaggerated now that I think of it. But, 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 essentially but what I, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting, but I want you, no, I ahead. want you to develop a bit more about that because you said, yeah, it feels like you're going to, you're going to be miserable till the day you die. Perspective is the key word here. And I, and I think something we can both agree on is that at that level, at that time in your life, it feels like it is the end of the road. It feels like, oh yeah, it feels definitely. like every action you will take now will not just impact what's going to happen for the rest of your life. It will be the make or break situation. And it will, and it can the, completely, and you feel like it will, you can absolutely ruin your entire life at that level, which I, I mean, I, I think we both agree is not factual. Not at all. And the reason for which we think that is just going back to the point that I think we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast is that we've been conditioned to think that it's linear. And it also goes hand in hand with what I said about getting into Imperial and like this path that was drawn for you, which you think you need to follow. Life is not linear like that. I mean, proof of that is the fact that I didn't get anything in the end of my third year. I talked to my dad. He managed to get me, I mean, he plugged me up and he managed to get me something in a bank in Lebanon. Yeah. I mean, end of the day, my dad helped me and third year and at the end of fourth year, I changed the way I approached things and I ended up getting a job. So we were conditioned to think that there's this linear path where you need to go through X amount of things and tick all these boxes that will then lead you to success when really it's not the case. You need to seriously take a step back and think of what it is that you want. First of all, you need to, besides the job, you need to look out for your mental health and draw up a plan of different options that you can take. For example, if the first thing you want to do is get a job, if you can't get a job, that is so fine. First of all, if we're going to be technical, the economic climate right now is so bad. So if you don't get a job now, go easy on yourself. No one's hiring. We're in the midst of a pandemic. Everyone's losing their job. So you got to take it easy on yourself. Second, you got to stay true to who you are as a person. You can't go around doing what I did, for example, and just applying to everything because everyone else was applying when truly I did not want to do that. You would, you would, you would be, you'd be willing to take any single job as long as it meant being Anything. active because you yeah. were, because you and I, because I will, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I wasn't employed for a year. I tried to look for work and I'm trying to look for work for next year because, you know, I'm only doing a one year master. But one thing that I felt, and I feel like it will connect and resonate with you is that I could not find inner peace while doing nothing. I had to be doing mm-hmm. something. I had to do something. And so I would be willing to take a shitty work, shitty job. If it meant I, can't, I, won't be, I won't stay at home and just be lingering, man, like I'm not being productive. I'm not producing anything. And I guess it is the, not the workhorse, but more like the, just the weight of the expectation that yeah, comes with the guilt, the guilt of like, I, I, the guilt of not living up to the expectations that you set yourself, but that you set yourself years ago. And maybe you're not yeah. that person anymore. And maybe that's not the expectation you want to set yourself for later on. I, what we, we, we mentioned something a while ago that, um, I think you met, I, th- I think it was you that mentioned it. 
And it was something about sometimes you have to be self-aware enough that you realize yeah. what you, you're good at and what you like and try to find the mix of both. But if you are really self-aware, maybe the thing you wanted to do for a long part of your long portion of your young adult life, maybe it's not meant for you. Maybe it's not your thing. And the, the you know, that's exactly what I was going to talk about right now. In that case, I'll let you go. Go ahead. No, basically I, it was, so the summer of my third year, uh, going to my fourth year, I was quite, uh, let's say emotionally conflicted. I didn't know where I wanted to, or how I wanted my life to go because I didn't know what path I wanted to go on because of the whole rejections I took. I was in a state where I, I wasn't my mind. It wasn't very clear in my mind. I was doing an internship in investment banking, which I thought is what I wanted to do, but it was not what I wanted to do. And so I was super, I just, I was in a position where I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, whether it was academically, professionally, with, with my family. It just, it was super blurry in my head. I remember buying this book called The Happiness Project. I'm not going to go to the point to, and say that I wasn't happy or whatnot, because I was, I'm super grateful for everything that I have in my life. But I needed a bit of, you know, clarification and kind of be more, you know, happy with the way I am now and what I have and how I can build on that. And one of the things that the author mentioned is that you need to start accepting the fact that some things that you want in life, you know, might not happen. And I think it, it's a very, let's say, trivial example. But ex I wanted to be, let's say, a professional basketball player. I mean, I look at myself now, you know, <laughs> I can't. I'm too short. I'm not really fit. I also don't have the technique. But like, it's just the example to say that, you know what, I've accepted that fact now. And I, you know, I live super happily knowing that, you know, I can't, but that's fine because I have X, Y, and Z behind me. Now that I think of it, now that I said X, Y, and Z, and I didn't think of any concrete examples, you, feel, you know, it is, feels like you, I feel like, I feel like I don't have anything. And I'm like, oh, fuck, maybe I should be start. I should start thinking about these kind of things. But no, in general, that's what I meant. No, no, I, I have the same, I have the same little thing. Cause we were joking around the last time. And I told you when I was a kid, I uh, wanted to be a football player. Right. And, <laughs> and yeah, for, I remember. for the people who don't know, I am pretty whack at football. And one of the things I No, you're good. You're good. You're a decent player. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. I'll go ahead. I'll say it. You're selling yourself short. That's what you said at the beginning uh, of the podcast. Uplifting my homies. I appreciate that. appreciate that. That's why we have you as a guest here. Listen, I, I, thought, I, I, I thought I had what it takes. To, I had what it takes to be a, football, a professional football player. And by no stretch of the imagination was that true. And unfortunately, I had to face reality check as a 15-year-old when my dad was like, listen here, man, you're never going to be a professional football player. And I start weeping like a little bitch, <laughs> right? Like the biggest little bitch in town. I just start crying in the car and I was like, fuck, I'm actually never going to, like my dad doesn't believe in me. Thinking back as childish and immature that situation was, I now think if on the off chance that I actually wanted to stick to that idea and to that dream, my life would have been so much more miserable right now than it mm -hmm. actually is. And that is 100%. And that is part of it is at some point you have to realize that there are things that you're meant for and things you're not meant for. The, 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 the analogy I made is like, you cannot have, like there are 8 billion people on earth. You can't have 8 billion CEOs. Sometimes you got to be a VP. It is what it is. Exactly. And it's all about being aware of your strengths and your weaknesses and then choosing to capitalize on your strengths mm -hmm. because 
end of the day, you will be much happier knowing that you're doing something you're good at. And it's also something you like because you're good at it. You, you don't have to just focus on, you know, I'm going to do grunt work and this and this is going to make me better or whatever. And it doesn't matter if I enjoy my life or not, because like it will pay off later on. Maybe not. Maybe it won't. Like it, it, yeah. there, there is a big chance that you will not succeed because you're trying to do, you're trying to go so hard on something that you thoroughly dislike. And at the very least, you give yourself a shot if you go with something that you like and you give it enough time. And at the end of the day, here's the thing. You said your dad said the whole thing about five years of military service. My dad put it another way. So my dad is a pilot and uh, he's had, knock on wood, he's had a very uh, blessed career. And one of the things that we had, uh, that he mentioned when it came to like, you know, me seeking more perspective, you know, the same way we are trying to tell the audience about it. Well, his, one of his lines was, he started his career at 31. He's 53 now. And he was like, if you make it to in the field that you want to do and you set yourself up for your dream job by the time you're 30, you're already ahead of the game. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's the thing. You don't need to set a milestone after graduation in the next six months. I have to start work. I have to this. I have to that. Because if you make it, Honestly, if you set yourself that objective and you grind and you hustle and you get it, congrats. Congrats. Congrats, for man. Real. Actually, kudos to we you. We respect that. But for the people that can't, not, not for the people that can't, but the people that couldn't. who are not, that couldn't, you got to be kind to yourself. And just to touch back on one point mm -hmm. that you said about the whole, um, you know, we talked about, you know, um, what's it called? Fuck. I'm losing my words. Um, knowing what your strengths are and what you love and whatnot. Mm -hmm. For the people that don't know what it is that they love, that's what the whole, you know, military service is about. It's about doing all these different experiences, whether it's a job, whether it's just staying at home, whether it's personal you know, projects. working for anything, 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 you will start figuring out what it is you like and you will start refining that thing. It's kind of like, um, see i know the word in french but i don't know it in just english drop uh, it. how do you say just drop it in entonoir. Entonoir, yeah it's uh, yeah. um say to think about it as a um... wait let me search it up yeah damn um... we can't be doing that to our audience man yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds that's some bush league kind of shit here yeah oh uh funnel it's a fun it's the funnel effect yes you yeah okay you start off so you start off as like in this big pool of all these things that you like and you would like to do. And as life goes on, it kind of, you know, slowly refines itself and you start filtering out all these things to end up doing what it is that you love. And hopefully it's that path for everyone and not the whole, or maybe hopefully everyone understands that this is kind of the path that you wanted to take to end up as happy as you can. Because as something I wrote in my personal statement when applying to UK universities, I said, the first goal of human beings is to survive. The second is to the second is to, to be happy. Oh, I thought you were going to say the second is to thrive, but it is. Yeah, I, f I feel that. I feel that. I, I, I said I said something different. I said that in my in my personal statement, I said that applying to your uh, getting a, a chance to go to your university would be the first step to setting me for my dream life scenario that it that that was that was i remember it. i was like a moment of bliss a feeling of happiness that would describe how it would feel if i got into your university because it would entail only one 
thing and that would be me setting myself up for my dream life scenario that is exactly how it's and that and that is so contradictory to what you're saying exactly now. now see see how much things have changed absolutely and now i feel like that is not true because i spent i was looking more at the rankings not at the personal fit i was i was just looking okay i have a dream scenario this is how i'm gonna do it. it's gonna be linear and that's just about the end of it but there are so many things that you learn with life is that and maybe the biggest thing is that sometimes it's all a game of random shit right that is definitely random like so many we we've seen people make their way through life because of a random event here and there we've seen the greatest inventions happen because of a random event and so what i'm saying is sometimes the is that is that when you mentioned is that when you mentioned newton and the fact that man i was so <laughs> i was so close to making that comment but i was like it is so cliche I'm not gonna it's gonna it. it's gonna sound too, so sassy it's as well. super it's like, corny. look at me i went to a good uni i studied math i'm scientifically inclined <laughs> man <laughs> fuck out of here i don't want to seem like that i this is big bro talk right <laughs> this is big bro talk. We're not. We're trying. We're not trying to be condescending I mean, talk. Is it? Is it? Is it truly big bro talk if you don't flex every now and then? True. 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 Well, yeah. You have to. You have to flex on the masses, on the little brothers, to tell them that they'll never make it to your level. So, kids, just uh, forget about it. Honestly, you should forget about everything that was said before yeah. that, and just remember the fact that he said that you will never get to where he is now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just you're not. You're you're not alpha enough. That's just. I'm just looking at it. If you need, yeah. <laughs> if you need to listen to a podcast to know, like, to discuss anxiety, then maybe maybe it's not meant for you. But maybe you should drop out. I'm just saying. Uh, this is absolutely not what I want the audience to remember as a takeaway message. Please don't, don't listen. Yeah. If, if that's all they remember, then you're on track to produce. Yeah. Maybe a very not well received. The wackiest podcast, podcast. known to man. And I'm really trying to make this a more mature episode because I know for a fact that the next four are going to be a bit less, uh, a bit more low IQ, low, low IQ. And, and <laughs> Damn, you're no, totally no, I'm not, I'm not dissing, dissing the other guests. guests. I'm, I'm honestly dissing myself uh, for the following episodes. And, you know, part of it, I mean, we're going to have Yusuf. So I already know, I, we haven't really shot the episode for now, but I already know what it's going to sound like. It's, it's going to be kind of funny, but <laughs> it's not going to be as smart. It's not going to be as educated. We're not going to give advice to kids. That's for sure. The, the last thing. Yeah, I mean, but he would be a good person to give advice to kids because he he's been through he, quite a bit but i guess i'm not gonna all say the character development and that's yeah, a great thing because yeah. now look at where he's he a great example yeah but then again you can't spoil it to your guests man you gotta wait for him to come and yeah. say it himself yeah i think you so got also it. it leaves it leaves you guys wondering you know it's a bit of suspense so yeah. you gotta listen to all the podcasts until you get to the one with Yusuf, because that one is probably going to be very interesting. Great marketing, dude. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, one, thing, one thing I wanted to say is that uh, to conclude this part about um, this part about, um, you know, all the when it, everything that comes with uh, university. So the anxiety and the stress and job outlook and opportunities. And is this the end of your life if you don't find a job? Sometimes. Um, Sometimes you make your way in life on the very road that you took to avoid it, right? You will find that death. Straight bars. Bars, homie, right? Fire. Straight bars. Yeah, the ambulance is coming because this is some fire shit. Like, for real. You, sometimes sometimes you, find your, you find your destiny, you find the things you were meant to be by trying to avoid them. And 
it yeah. will get, it will take some time it will take some maturity and it will take a lot of trial and error and um you never know you gotta, if it happens yeah. or not but trust the process and with a bit of luck that's the thing trust the process i think that's a very good way to put it you got to be easy like be kind to yourself uh don't don't look at failure as the sort of a wall that just appears in front of your life and that stops you in your track it's just a door like you said yeah it's just a wow that was so smooth it's uh it's the whole trial and error thing you said and it's a process mm-hmm. we uh the one last concluding example is that we know someone that basically had to reset his exams in the French baccalaureate and is now working for one of the biggest consulting firms in the world. So And he made it through the hustle. He made it through the hustle. He he he, he grinded and grinded he, and grinded and never yeah. and he never gave up on himself. He get, always gave himself an, a fighting chance. He always gave himself yeah. a chance for the next 100%. thing. And now look where he is. And that is that should be such an inspirational story for the kids who are listening with like, man, I'm in my second year. I didn't get anything. Is this the end of the road for me? Am I going to be unemployed for the next five years? Guess what? If push comes to shove and you are unemployed for the next five years, which will probably is very unlikely, but let's say on the off chance that it is the case, maybe then it you is. Start investing in, you start investing in Bitcoin. That's how you should make money. <laughs> <laughs> Invest in Palantir. There's some insider information. No, that's, <laughs> Talk about that's not the conversation I have now, man. I'm going to start going off on this talk. Yeah, let's not, let's, let's not, ha- let's yeah. not have our stock conversation right now. But I would love to have you one time oh, yeah. on, the, um, on the podcast just to discuss this, this stuff. We're, you're writing. Damn, you're already asking me on a second date. Absolutely, absolutely. If I mean, what's the point, right? I just add. I just got you on the podcast. Of course, I'm gonna ask you to come in next time. And also because I feel like you've been riding that high about stocks and everything. I've been really riding that wave for <laughs> I'm the last. I'm that informed, man. I'm just on Reddit's uh, r slash Wall Street bets, reading what everyone is saying about stocks, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just fat figure that one. <laughs> let's go with that stock. <laughs> Palantir rising. All right, put 5k on it. But listen. Yeah. Even though. Anyway, back to the point. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's kind of shit posting, <laughs> but for real, we we need to have an episode like that because I think it would be a mix of. Kind of a bit, a bit of like intelligence, but so much shit posting because yeah, that's what it's investing. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Investing is actually it's it's so funny. It's actually jokes. But anyway, so that thing that concludes our part about everything. Oh yeah, one final thing. Yes. that we talked about, but we never mentioned is that people look at, see the result, but never look at the journey or the process. You only see, see what people have achieved and where they are now, but you never see what they went through. So just keep that in your head. There's always a process to get to where you are. And I think the best example for that is for people that are trying to get a, you know, to try to get in shape. You, you don't get like, you don't get abs overnight. Well, I mean, we're talking about abs, but like you don't get, you don't become fit overnight. It's a process and you build towards it. And that's like the kind of mentality that you should have going into whether it's uni whether it's work, whether it's just everything, you gotta, you know, you gotta go through it. You gotta trust the process. You gotta do the whole trial and error. I'm just repeating myself from what we said before, but but you have to just, you know, look. If anybody you got this, just if anybody watched Antouchable, about a French movie, when he says tu t'imprimes, 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 et tu te casses, it's like just print all these words in your mind and just keep them, because for real. Trust the process, respect the hustle, respect the grind, 
Don't beat yourself too hard. Don't beat, don't beat yourself up too hard. And don't, be kind to yourself. You're, you're so right. Be kind. Yeah. And have a bit of faith. And maybe, we'll, you know, and in 20 years, when you'll be thinking about it, you're like, man, I was kind of like, I was way too dramatic. I was way too anxious. And I should have been a bit more nicer to myself. So and to anyone hearing this, you got this. Yeah. Seriously, you got this. To anyone who needs to hear this, you got this. Keep on going. You'll get what you want. Whether it's that job, that girl, that boy. Those that, abs. I don't know. Whatever, those, those abs. 2020 is the year we uplift all the homies. You yeah, got it. 2020. Mm-hmm. Did you say 2020 or 2021? Because 2020 is kind of dead. Yeah, but I feel like 2020 is actually because it's been so bad. At the oh, we yeah, have okay, we I have we have to end 2020 on a high note. Like all you guys were great. Like you get a, everyone gets a participation trophy for getting Facts. to 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Congrats, everyone. For real. That's that's how we do it. Now I'm I'm I'm, I'm I really love the fact that you mentioned the whole abs thing, because uh, you and I have had uh, a very lethargic and very chaotic fitness journey for the past what uh, six years, don't seven even years. Get me started. <laughs> Whoa, it started way before, man. Not the fitness journey, but I want to say the insecurities. The insecurity word. I, well, I'll, let you, I'll let you start. I'll let you. So, yeah. Um, if you look at me now without, I don't want to like blow smoke up my ass, but I want to say that I'm, I'm going to, my body, like my physical state, uh, how do I say it? My physique is not that bad. I'm, I'm like, I'm in a good point in my life where, I, I am where I want to be and I'm fit enough to do the things I like to do. But to get to that point was super tough, both physically and mentally, because in my case, I've been struggling with body image, but not really but body, like just accepting what my body looks like body for dysmorphia. a while. Not dysmorphia, but like I was always super self-aware and insecure about what I looked like physically. So my body. It didn't necessarily impact your confidence, but it impacted your self-esteem in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it started when I was super, super young. So sixth grade, CZM, which, well, you're like 10, 11. I remember, so I was dating this girl. I mean, you know when you're dating, when you're a kid, it doesn't really count. You go to McDonald's But I remember we... That's... No, no. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, these silly little things. Mm -hmm. I remember we went to the... So I was kind of chubby back then. It was like pre-puberty, kind of, I was short... You know, you know, you're a bit of a chubby kid. Usually most kids are kind of chubby, you know? Yes. And we went to the beach, I think. And so my girlfriend saw this guy who was also like our age. He was like skinnier and he had uh, quote unquote abs. And the next day or like a couple of days later, she dumped me for him because he had abs. <laughs> sucks to so, be you. <laughs> yeah, bro. It sucks to be me. And... Now that I look at it, I'm like, that shit is so fucking dumb, man. That is so wild. It's so dumb. But back then, man, imagine as an 11-year-old not understanding anything about anything and not really being connected with your feelings. That shit planted a seed that ended up fucking growing a whole forest of insecurities related to body image and body. Like, it's just, you know, just being insecure about myself and my body. And... This led Basically. you. This led you to a beautiful fitness journey. I mean, I know, I know for a fact. I think we started that beautiful. My ass, man. Yeah, but I was, was being sarcastic. Sure. I, my, <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Dummy. Like I remember, I remember we. I've I've actually gone through the same thing as a kid, 
Like I was the fatty, right? And then I got skinny fat and it wasn't really doing me any service, uh, any help. And I remember like back in when I was 15, like I was the kid who couldn't do a push up, and I was fucking super, super, I felt, I used to feel so bad about myself. And it was right around that time that I started going into fitness a little bit. And that's also around the same time where you started about around 2013. Mm -hmm. That's, and that's mm -hmm. actually how we became friends. Oddly enough, that's, you know, we, yeah. we used to go to the gym together and everything. And then, you know, we just became bros. Literally, that's how yeah, it happened. Yeah, it just became bros. Yeah. It started as gym bros. Gym and bros. Then Bro, we had, we had, we used to, so many things. I've, for the kids who are on the internet now and have any semblance of knowledge about the fitness industry or any semblance of knowledge about how to get to where you want to get physically, that information was not as widely available seven years ago as it is right now. So back in the day, what did we used to do? We used to, you remember, we used to go to the gym and then we'd get home and like, it was like the anabolic phase. Like we had, we had to have a protein shake 30 minutes after the workout. And because mm -hmm. we didn't have actual protein powder, we'd make an organic quote unquote protein shake with like chia seeds and pumpkin seeds and bananas and oats and milk. And it was like, oh, it was so heavy, man. And we thought if yeah. we had that after the gym, we're going to be fucking yoked. So dumb. So dumb. Man, no, it was so dumb. And it was also the fact that we were not gymming to kind of feel, I don't know about you, but I wasn't gymming to feel healthier or to, to, uh, not to feel all. better. I know I was doing it just so I could look better for other people to notice and say he's not fat. So that kind of whole fitness journey, quote unquote, to getting abs, let's say, because if you think about it now, when they say, why are you going to the gym? What's your first answer? Because you want to impress someone. That's no, mine is because I want to get abs. That insecurity is. Yeah, still yeah, there. yeah. But that's the thing. The abs, yeah. the, the abs are the holy grail. And at the same time, they're the bane of every fat kid. Every fat kid, yeah. you ask them, do you want those big arms? You it does no. They'll tell no, you, abs. I want I, at some point in my life, like the measuring stick that will define whether I finally I will finally grow past my insecurities or not, is will I have a six pack or not? And obviously, over time, that will not necessarily be the case. You will grow out of your insecurities just by naturally growing up, right? Uh, a lot of insecurities fade away as you get past 16, 17, 18, 20 years old, and that's the end of it. But for a long part, you always get that feeling behind. It's like you feel like you will finally get over all your body image issues the day you can finally just, you know, take off your shirt and say, I got a four pack. I got a six pack. That was yeah. such a bad mentality back in the day. Not going to lie. And uh, one thing I wanted us, I, I wanted to talk about real quick was how all this, all this bad emotion you had about yourself. And I had, for example, was capitalized on by the fitness industry on Instagram for such a long time. Man. Man, 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 don't even get me started. Not even the fitness industry, just about because of social media. So let's do a bit of, I don't want to call it story time, but a little bit of, a, you know, background information. So imagine you're a kid and you start getting the whole, uh, you know, insecurities about abs. And then from 2011 up until 2014, 15 is when, you know, we started seeing smartphones. We started seeing posting pictures on Facebook on Instagram, so when Snapchat started, that's when people started getting a platform to post what they wanted. Yes. So 
imagine you're still a kid, right? And also that's a message to all the kids out there. Y'all, okay, wow, that was going to sound that so That was going to be so selfish. <laughs> but I saw that coming from a mile away. I was like, if he's going to try to uplift them by giving them a physical compliment, that's going to be so self-incriminating. <laughs> so self-incriminating. Oh, my God. I was, I was going to say, y'all are beautiful. In the no, context no, of I the mean, law. No, in the context of, of the Yeah, law. in the context of the law, please, no one quote me on this. Damn, I was so close to shooting myself in the leg. <laughs> you almost got caught lacking. <laughs> One second away. Anyway, no, but, go ahead. So, yeah, so growing up, like, in that whole technological transition where, you know, social media started appearing and whatnot, you start seeing these people, you know, Best example, Jay Alvarez, yes. because he's one of the early dudes, right? You know, he was, he's a great-looking dude. He was tan. Dude was fit, posting pictures at the beach, surfing. He's like what every teenage girl wanted. wanted. Yeah. And then you look at yourself, and in my case, it's like this chubby dude mm-hmm. with a crooked nose, big ears, and fucking glasses that make his eyes look tiny. And you're like, he's I, trying to compete with that. I can't fucking compete. Like, you can't. <laughs> you can't. No, you can't. You can't. And so that makes you even more insecure. And you're like, you know what? The way I'm going to overcome this is I'm going to go start going to the gym. So you start going to the gym. You don't know what you're doing. You start watching these videos of people in the fitness industry. Mike and that, Chang. Mike Chang. This shortcut. dude. This dude. I feel like the internet, not right now, because right now, it's a bit better, but the internet was just filled with misinformation about how you should live your life when it comes to working out, eating, all that kind of overall stuff. physical health and just, uh, yeah, just, physical health. Yeah, it was such a bad phase, like that early inter, like that early social media thing, where, where that that early phase of uh, influencers, right around 2013, 14, 15, was such a haven for bad information. You could sell anything, anything, if you had anything, any anything. semblance of a nice physical look, you know? If you, if, yeah. if you look fit enough, bro, I swear to God, you could tell people to snort protein powder. And some and dummy, they will. because they're all 12, 13. Nobody who's 25, 26, who's kinda, who kind of wants to lose some weight, nobody will have to go through that, right? It's only the little impressionable kids who will look at this and they won't realize the bullshit that they're looking at, right? Like now, now, now you're educated in the whole thing of uh, the whole uh, industry of fitness and how to get where, to where you want to get. You know the process. It's not, now it's just about applying it. But that came from a lot of trials and error in the last seven years, right? You had your bulk, the thing your is- cuts. You, now you know. But seven years ago, take me back. Did you know anything about like when you look? Absolutely not. Man, let me tell you something. Four years ago, four years ago is the best example. So uh, I'll just, uh, that's a bit of a, of a story time. I, um, so I, I went, when puberty hit, I kind of grew. And so my weight kind of distributed itself around my body. So I wasn't really fat, nor was I thin. I was kind of like in the middle. I wasn't really fit. And um, at one point, I think I got to uni and uh, I had this thing with this girl. And I remember coming back home for Christmas break. And we were with that girl. And at one point, I'm not going to disclose any more information, but she told me, oh, I love your love handles. 
Oh my god. Bro, you know you know when you you know that game at the carnivals where you have this thing and you hit it with a hammer and then it, it yeah. shoots up, yeah. hits a bell. Bro, that shot up straight to the insecurity bell. <laughs> that shit went Hundo off, feet. man. You just Yeah, bro. As soon as I heard that, I was like, no fucking way. No fucking way did she say that. I felt so insecure that I went back and for four months, <laughs> I can tell you that I tortured myself. I ate a turkey breast that I overcooked. So basically, I would. what happened was for four months, I only ate turkey breast, broccoli, and rice. I would cook everything in one day on Sunday nights, put them in Tupperwares, and eat it twice a day. And in the morning, I would have a banana. So dry. While working out. Bro, for four months. There's no I'm moisture in your food. <laughs> There's just no Bro, moisture. it was disgusting. I hated it. I would douse it in sriracha. Ugh. Just so I could eat it, man. Let me, let me tell you even, like, what's worse is that I didn't even put salt. I added other spices, but not salt. Because for some reason, I thought salt is bad for you. So basically, Jesus. for four months, I did that. I'm not going to lie. I got a lot of results. I was looking great. But at what cost? cost? At what cost? At what cost? You did the Thanos. At what cost? What, like- it was horrible. And I've never been able to do it again. And I'm never going to do it again. Because bottom line, it's not worth it. Yeah. I would much rather be working out because I love working out. So love- working out, yeah, eating things that I like allowing myself to go out and have meals with friends. If I want a fucking chocolate, I'll eat a fucking chocolate. If I want a beer, eat I'll drink a beer. chocolate, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all about, yeah, it's all about doing things moderately. But nowadays, I don't know, man. Like right now, we've got a movement and it's starting to become a bit, like, oh, I can't talk anymore. It's starting to become a bit more... Prominent? Uh, prominent, yeah, that's the word, within the population where it's like, you got to be mindful in what you do. You got to stay moderate. You don't have to go like, it's not black and white. You don't have to be in the extremes where you starve yourself or you just eat shit all the time. You got to find a, like, you know, that middle ground yes. where you're, you're happy, your mental health is good, and you can still, you know, achieve these goals of you being he- healthy in the way you want to be. But a couple of years ago, it wasn't that. It was like, you need to have abs, you need to have this, you need to have that. And you look at social media and you see all these people that are always posting pictures of them showing unrealistic expectations. However, the ones that work out and all that, bro, actually kudos to you because the dedication you need to get to that, fucking fire. Yeah. And I know these people are not trying to promote everyone to be like them. But when you look at it from a perspective of you're not, I don't want to say ignorance, but because just you're not like you're you just haven't done your research. You don't really know how it works, but you just solely see a picture. Yes. That can take a big toll on your mental health because you will do everything in your power to get to that point. And I know a lot of people that starve themselves. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people who developed eating disorders, a lot of people will develop yeah. a body dysmorphia. And I, what, something you said kind of resonated with me because I love working out too. All right. I'm not a, the biggest fan of nutrition, but I love you know, getting a sick pump. <laughs> yeah, so you can. <laughs> that sounded like such a gym bro. Yeah, thing that's to say. such a dude thing to say. But no, you you love getting that. You know, like the blood flowing in your muscles and everything. And you go and you're like, okay, I'm gonna bench today. I'm gonna deadlift or I'm gonna do whatever. That is such a good feeling and it's such a good habit. I love doing that in the morning. Now, now I can't really do it because, like, you know, COVID and whatever. So I can't really go to the gym. And fuck that. Miss me drink. 
you know, like I have, I have revision, <laughs> I have revisions now, so I can't really work out. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also have a lot of McDonald's. You keep on. telling it. You keep telling yourself that. Just a little fun story time. <laughs> when Aziz moved into his flat, right? We, uh, it was the first day he moved in, and beautiful flat, by the way. I absolutely Thank love you. it. And he has like a small balcony with a nice view over the over the city in London. So we're on the balcony, and he was like, "Man." Like there's a market or like two seconds away from my house. There's a supermarket there. There's this, there's that. Honestly, man, I don't see myself ordering food to mine. Like, you know what? I'm on the new gym grind. I want to stay healthy. I want to stay mindful. <laughs> How many times have you ordered in the last week? No, the last week I've ordered, but I've ordered just breakfast. I've ordered coffee because I've been. It doesn't I, matter. No, no, it's not the same. I've I've had a croissant. <laughs> I've had a croissant with that. No, let's listen. I'm gonna be real with you. Before, like, you know, that time when you were here, when between the time I got the flat and the time you left, that was a ex- complete month. That month, I only ordered, most of the time I ordered when you or Yusuf were at home. Generally, I wouldn't. I would, you know, go to the market because it's, I mean, Spitalfields market for everybody who went to London, best place to get food in the city, not even close, right? And then for the last, uh, for the last month or so, for the last couple of weeks, I've had to order a lot of breakfast because, you know, it's been a very hectic schedule. Here's one thing though, during that month of lockdown with the market closed and everything, <laughs> bro, uh, 30 days, right? That's what November is about, 30 days. I ordered 23 times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't be fucked. 23? Cause here, the way, the way I do it, the way I did it, like I, I'm, I've been I've been actually like on a diet and Wait, I've been losing is weight. Is it 28? Is it 23 days or is it 23 times? No, 23 deliveries. So like it's oh, okay. so no. Okay, okay. So like I had I had like you know a couple of days here and there where I'm like bro fuck it I'm going to order breakfast I'm going to order dinner for sure. But no. Yeah. I've I've actually been see that's the thing I'm you know what I'm glad you brought that up cuz I may look like a clown but but I've been wanting to lose a bit of weight recently and I've managed to lose weight while doing all this shit. I could have lost more, but I'd like to enjoy my life a little bit. I just know how to get there. I managed to lose a couple of LBs that month, knowing fully, because that's how I do. I would make breakfast, I'd make lunch, small, small, and then I would treat myself to a nice chicken cottage at night chicken, ooh, yeah exactly that's the way to have a nice healthy balanced diet you Absolutely, know man. get up that this oil is gonna go straight up to your brain and make yeah, you happy but i'd have a sa- <laughs> but, I, but, but i'd have a salad at lunch so like you kind of balance that out <laughs> now nah, I'm, I'm i'm just fucking around but for real yes uh, i wanted to say i i'm not the biggest fan of nutrition i think nutrition is such a convoluted thing but i do love training and i hope to get on it ASAP, you've been on your training. I can, I mean, they don't see the video. I'm looking at the video. You're looking hella sharp, man. Like, good. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice I'm telling cock. you, it's some, it's some insecurities. So, thank you for that girlfriend in sixth grade. And thank you for that girl who said she loved my love handles. Because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have had this urge to, to get a sick pump. Just to torture myself and become. An asshole, because you start getting a nice, you know, you start losing weight. Maybe your muscles kind of grow, and that automatically you, increases the size ego. of your head, and your ego is so inflated after that. So, you, yeah, <laughs> like you only need one compliment, right? 
one month into lifting and, you know, being really harsh on yourself when it comes to nutrition and someone's like, damn, bro, you're getting big. Like you're getting swole right now, <laughs> bro. That's it. That's it. You, we're, that's it. You're two seconds away from just taking your shirt off and start, bro, I'm going to do some pushups. I'm going to show you my pump. <laughs> oh, you think so? All right. Let me, let me hit a couple of deadlifts for you, man. I, you, that's it. That's it. You've there for the next month you will milk that hell out of that compliment. Like you will oh, call yeah, someone else's. Sure. You'll be talking to another friend. like, man, last time I was talking to this girl and she told me like how I got big. And they're like, oh yeah, really? I noticed you got really big. And you're like, yeah, thanks, man. You'll keep just getting that gratification nonstop. You, you'll seek it. And I'm just going to preface this. At some point, your fitness journey will turn less of a you story and more of a you seeking validation story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's where it becomes toxic. Mm -hmm. That's when it becomes very, very toxic. I think that's when it's important to not lose track of the goal that you set yourself. And also just be, again, you know, the whole being kind to yourself. That is such a thing that everyone should start doing. Like, Treat yourself. If you're, if you're one of these guys that's competing and that's bodybuilding and all that, bro, you do you. Kudos, man. I, you know, I fuck with that. That's dedication. If you got to eat your rice and broccoli every single day and your chicken breast every single day, then that's what you have to do to get to where you are. Yes. But for us, you know, casual people, they're just trying to lose weight. You guys, you know, you got to just, you know, just be kind to yourself and just maintain a moderate, moderate diet. And every, you know? and everyone else like also have a bit of, I know it's been hard on everyone mentally. The fact that, you know, they've gained weight this year, like everyone's gained weight. So relatively to other people, you didn't get that much fatter when it comes to quarantine, like for, for 2020, I know COVID has been really harsh on a lot of us and you know, it really derailed. I, I know for a fact, I've been like, I was lifting for six months. I was in the best shape of my life. And then it just fucking derailed and I gained almost 10 kilos. And so it wasn't necessarily my best, the best situation. But what I'm trying to say is it happened to everyone. Don't beat yourself up that, that much. You'll get back to, you'll get back to where you were and even surpass that once you make peace with, you know, your shortcomings and you figure out how you're going to move past them without necessarily destroying everything about what makes you, you, right? Without yeah. hating on yourself. So just make yeah. it easy one day at a time, trust the process. And again, that's, I'm going to steal your line. Be fucking kind to yourself because in this world, nobody else will. Or maybe us. I was, us. We, we will uplift you. If given the chance, if you slide the DMs and you tell me about insecurity, I'll, I'll uplift you, man. Just go ahead. I'm, yeah. I'm all for that energy. Yeah. What are, you, are you just trying to get people to text you? So that's much. also for all the girls out there. If you wouldn't mind texting him, he's got his personal account that's linked on the Instagram page. So go ahead, slide in the DMs if you have any kind of insecurities. I mean, and you know he's going to uplift you. I mean, I didn't say it, but I mean, if you say so, sure. I, I will, I'll take it with pleasure. I'm, I'm so deflecting and acting like it's nothing. But yeah, please, please go ahead. <laughs> anyway, man, I just want to say one fucking thing. I think we're going to end this podcast, this episode for now, but it has been such an amazing blessing having you on here on this platform. I want to thank you for coming. And I want to thank again, every single person who's helped me set this up. And it's been uh, unbelievable. I didn't think I'd ever have the balls to finally put some content on the internet because the internet is the harshest of all. Look of at else. you now. Look at you. Exactly. Now. I never thought. And so obviously, uh, Thank you for being my first guest. 
And thank you for having me. Pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening to our shenanigans. Hopefully, you found some of it helpful. And if you haven't, well, you know, I don't know, man. Should we apologize? Should we not? No, no. Let's take ownership of our content. It is what it is. Just grow a pair. That's what we love. Staying true to ourselves. But on my behalf, I want to say thank you for having me. It was a great time. It's a pleasure. I love talking to you. Um, Even though this conversation was probably... We probably, we probably we had this conversation probably seven or eight times for before. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But it's nice doing it in a nice politically correct way without having too many slurs. Yeah, yeah. This has been the most um, this has been the most politically correct conversation I've had in a while. Because uh, normally I'd, I'd be <laughs> dropping so many fucking, fucking dude, what the fuck? But whatever, that's, that's for another time. One will fuck around, we'll do that later. Anyway, um, again, it's been a blessing. Thank you, man. And... Uh, We'll see you next time. All right? Peace.